Welcome everyone to another episode of The Creative Minds. So joining me here today is Nico Dubrain. How are you? Yeah, that's you? it. <laughs> well, how are you? Doing well. So can you start off like by introducing who yourself, who you are, what you do, where you're at? Yeah, I mean, listen, it's it pretty, pretty simple. My name is Nico Debrain. I am the CEO and co-founder of a company called Boundless Media. I'm also the author of a uh, fantastic book called We're All Marketers, and I'm kind of repping that shirt today. Um, mm. But long story short, I have a very simple mission. It's to leave everyone I know better than I found them. Uh, today, that means helping businesses specifically and people understand what brand they are and how to actually drive real world results. Because a lot of marketers... Um, are great at the branding aspect and then the uh, design aspect. But for me, I care about the direct ROI that people and brands, specifically people and personal brands uh, can achieve. So that's kind of where I find myself today. And besides that, you know, I, I love entrepreneurship. I love uh, personal development. So kind of, a, kind of a whole different person I was 10 years ago. But yeah, that's, that's me. In what sense? You know, when I immigrated here, when I I was 12 years old. Like I said, only people in my life, because immigrants tend to kind of glump with other immigrants. So mm-hmm. you, you you look at what professions they had. And there were some people who were diplomats, but I was like, it sounds like kind of boring. Yeah. And then there were doctors. There were nothing really in between that. So after sitting there and being a 12, 13, 14-year-old person, I, I was like, that's it. That's how you become successful in America. You come here become a doctor and then everything <laughs> figures itself out yeah that went with me through middle school high school and then finally went to college wanting to be a naturopathic doctor within a year and a half i decided uh through through life uh kind of uh, <laughs> presenting me these opportunities that i was really bad at medicine like really really bad you would never want me to be your doctor <laughs> like, that's just kind of simple yeah what you did want me to do was be that communicator, that person that sits with you and really understands the problem. I hated the paperwork of medicine. I mm-hmm. love getting to know the people in medicine, mm-hmm. but that's only about 10% of your job. Mm-hmm. So after uh, after that happening, I got on the Gary V train. Yeah. I'm sure I'm a huge Gary V uh, fan, but I started direct messaging CEOs of companies just on Instagram, just saying, hey, I want to work for you for free. And I sent out hundreds of those messages. And finally, a couple of them gave me chances and said, yeah, awesome. We would love your help. And I said, perfect. You have to teach me how to help you, though. So yeah. some of them taught me market research. Some of them taught me social media management. They they just kept teaching me things. And then I would just do them. And slowly but surely, they started building this skill set that later I would define as marketing. But in the moment, it was just like, oh, Obviously, I should help this law firm with you know, managing their social media. Or, oh, yeah, this AI nutrition company wants me to write blog posts for them in this format. Sure, let me just do it. And about a year before graduation, I said, okay, I'll switch my degree to business. That would, would have ended up costing me three more years and about sixty to $70,000 to yeah. do so. Because I would have to start college basically over again. Yeah. And with a year left, I knew I didn't want to work in medicine, and I knew I had to have a job after college. So that's when I started writing my book. I said, okay, Pareto's principle. What's the 20% of knowledge I need to know to get 80% of the outcome of being a marketer? Uh So 
that's what I did. I interviewed 20 of the best marketers in the country. Uh, people like uh, Steve Babcock. He was the uh, chief creative officer of VaynerMedia. So uh -huh. it's Gary, Claude, and then um, Steve is up there. Uh -huh. I interviewed uh, Wendy Stevens, who was actually one of the original growth marketers. And uh, she basically coined the, the, the phrase uh, uh, Google marketing, right? She won on AdWords. So I just had all these conversations and every one of them gave me a little principle. I fell in love with the Pareto's uh, principle, the 80-20 rule. And that got me focused on, okay, what is that 20% of knowledge that I need to gain within a very short period of time? I mean, only a year yeah. to understand marketing 80% of the way. Because I figured if I can understand 80% of what marketing is, I can get a job and then learn the other kind of skill sets, right? Yeah. I just needed to be able to talk the talk. Yeah. So that's when I interviewed people like, the chief creative officer, the CCO of VaynerMedia. So it was Gary V, it was Claude Stevens, and then it was uh, uh, Steve Babcock. Then I interviewed people like Wendy Stevens, who was the original growth marketer and growth hacker on Google AdWords. And all these awesome marketers with decades of experience, each gave me a principle. They gave me one thing that they said would have changed their life if they would known about this principle or this teaching before they had become mm -hmm. professionals. So I took all these little, and when I say that, there's, you know, they're very simple stuff, like understand your niche was one. Mm -hmm. uh, one of them, which I still use today, is the three E's of marketing, which is uh, you got to educate, entertain, and uh, engage your audience. Yeah. Very, it, you're like, okay, that makes sense. But as, a, as someone who comes from medicine, this is all new to me. Yeah. And it all related into my book all marketers and then use that as a leverage point to get a job as a marketer yeah as you can you know i work for myself but yeah. it was yeah that was the goal now you have a background in nutrition how did you approach companies telling them you know what i want to help you with a nutrition background like tell like how did they accept you in what basis yeah i mean so the first ones i did was i started looking for companies that have parallel interests to medicine so that's when i started looking at law firms that were specifically focused in helping uh, brands in the nutrition space right okay. and i started looking at art ai companies artificial intelligence companies that were building apps for nutrition so mm -hmm. first i took my skill set which was nutrition yeah. right and I looked for businesses around nutrition that i could help influence mm -hmm. then once i gained those skill sets I started moving out to more fun ones, uh, and scratch it, not fun ones, but more, more ones that I want, because I wanted to distance myself from medicine mm -hmm. because I knew I was going to graduate with a degree in nutrition, but I needed more experience in other industries to make me a candidate for jobs that weren't medicine focused mm -hmm. because I was dead set that I just didn't, if I was going to take a, you know, a leap, it was going to be completely from medicine into marketing mm -hmm. that's somewhat changed now because i don't really my clients range from I mean, any anyone from real estate brokers to accountants to software development companies but in the time I, again i didn't know the rules so i was like i have to make a huge jump um but yeah no it was super simple actually i just went on instagram mm -hmm. i used hashtags i looked up yeah. nutrition fitness uh, uh nutrition technology nutrition law and i just direct message to the CEOs. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't, I was like, well, a CEO, chief executive officer, he makes the executive decisions. Yeah. So why not just ask him? And my messages weren't 
crafted well. Like yeah. they were like, I'm pretty sure a good chunk of them started with yo, like yo, with exclamation. No. Okay. But some of there's one company it's called Suggestic and the CTO, I messaged him and he was like, Yeah, yeah, we're starting to you know, do more things in the college scene. Mm-hmm. And I was a, I was a nutrition student in college. It was mm-hmm. a nutrition company wanting to come into college yeah. students. It's like perfect match. Yeah. So it's very hard to pass up someone asking if they can work for you for free. It's really it's really difficult. Like yeah. if if the subject let a line and anything is I want to work incredibly hard for you for free. Yeah. Or I want and even even if you don't it, it passes the first sniff test as i say it's mm-hmm. you know is this a scam yes or no is this going to be a waste of time yes or no that's a question anyone has to ask themselves mm-hmm. when they're first engaging with a stranger mm-hmm. online specifically mm-hmm. uh, then once that works then conversations happen because mm-hmm. i knew that i could sell someone on my i i knew i could outwork anyone given the opportunity i knew that i could outwork your top performing employee you just had to give me a chance and help me understand how mm-hmm. to bring more value to you. Mm-hmm. With that being said, I always made my mini internships between six and eight weeks. Mm-hmm. And I would have multiple of them going on at one time. So even if I was somewhat doing well here, those skills would translate into my other internship and they would kind of feed back into each other. Because mm-hmm. what people don't understand is I for the last year of my college experience i scraped by i was fine with i to be honest i was fine with c's i got b's but i i hacked my way into getting b's because mm-hmm. i knew if i scored 60 on the test but i showed up to every class i would it would average out to a 75 mm-hmm. or an 80 right so i i didn't study for tests so i dedicated every single and i worked like that's i still worked the whole time so i had a part-time job full-time student i just had many internships because what do you do at night like i just didn't watch tv that's the biggest mm-hmm. thing don't watch tv and weekends i just worked so yeah. these these two or three internships at one time fed into each other and then after the i just need one person to say yes mm-hmm. because then i get to the next person and say i know how to do market research yeah and like, oh we need that but can you do social media management and i'd be like yeah I can do market research. Teach me yeah. social media. The next person I'd be like, I can do market research, yeah. social media management. And like, oh, can you build websites? I'm like, no, but teach me how to build websites. Yeah. And then I just add that on. But why would they want to invest in you? Like, why would they want to tell you that, you know what, oh, I want to invest in you, I want to teach you. Why would they do that? I get pitched now a lot. And there are a few people who stand out. I can tell you now, as mm-hmm. someone who hired people and hires people on a frequent basis that it's it's really it's the message number one mm-hmm. and number two it's the, the profile so now i tell people hey tell me all your skill sets or what you're passionate about in your profile but really at that point i think it was just tenacity i just didn't give up like if you even gave me an inkling of a yes or you followed me back that was an open invitation for me to keep doing it plus and, and i think this is this is going to be the answer you're looking for i was proactive so I would go on their website and be like, hey, your X doesn't work, your Y doesn't work. I saw that you misspelled this on your blog. Uh, I would just be proactive and I'd say, hey, I'm gonna work for you for free. And here's here's two hours worth of work mm-hmm. that I already did 
it's going to help you. Mm-hmm. Then, I mean, listen, it's, it's hard yeah. to say, hey, I, I want to work for you for free. Yeah. And I've done all this work already for you. That's, as a, you know, and then eventually those led to paid opportunities because they're like, wow, we really want to keep this guy. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it, it just kind of snowballs, but you just have to be proactive. Yeah. And how did you know that you wanted to do marketing? Like, how did it all end up to marketing? I, I didn't. Again, oh. I, yeah. I'm telling you the stories of when I won in marketing, but I helped legal companies, you know, uh, on their logistics side. I helped uh, dental practitioners you know um you know build brochures i i just did everything mm-hmm. like i did tax prep for a tax like, i just did everything i could and then things you know after one because i kept my internship so short yeah. so that in like it i'm not gonna hurt a relationship yeah. but i can move on and after the first two or three i was like okay it's, people keep calling this marketing let me go down that path but in the beginning i did everything yeah, like, I, I was programming a blockchain technology for a very small, like, nonprofit. Like, yeah. I don't know the program. <laughs> yeah. Just, help you, I guess. Yeah. So, like, I just, it, it's just, at the stage I was, like, I was making a 180 from medicine to, to marketing. Some people yeah. are a lot lucky where they can just move a little bit. But yeah. for me, I just didn't know I liked marketing yeah. until I got into the trenches. Yeah, no, I, I love that. I love that you're sharing this story, and I think it's gonna add so much value for people listening as well. Because first of all, you're 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 showing that this can be like you know that you could do this. You know that you could do several different injuries. You know them, but now you actually did them, and it's just hearing it is kind of reassures. Um, I think the listener and even me, like when you're saying it, I was like, wow, like that's so cool. Like if I knew this back then, I would have done this. That's interesting. Like to to trust that you know what someone might answer right so oh, i love that Thank well the thing that a lot of people don't you know just not segue the conversation too much but i started an app company that's mm-hmm. what a lot of people don't, don't know i started an app company called pack pack and it was building a uh, kind of like a tinder mm-hmm. but on the friend side so we wanted to connect people who loved outdoor activities yeah that company we you know we raised a little bit of money it was like a crazy experience like I had uh, Arizona State University invest, you know, a, a couple thousand dollars into this idea when we had nothing. Yeah. And I was like, wow. And then we went to Silicon Valley and started pitching to investors. And that company failed. Like, I don't talk, like, I should talk about my failure there a lot. But, yeah. I mean, that, this was like a year after, this was like a couple months after learning marketing. Like, I was yeah. the CMO of a company that just raised money. And I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. And when it failed, that led me more down the marketing path. Because it's like, we failed because of marketing, because of me, so. Oh, okay. And what would you say, so you said you wrote this book, so you interviewed <laughs> people, you wrote the, you, t- you interviewed the top of the top, and you ended yeah. up creating this book. Can you, come, first of all, can you give me the process of how that went? How did you approach people to, to, to join you into writing this book, to, to actually tell them, you know what, can you give me a part of something that you've learned from your experience and share that with me. So can you give me a better understanding of that? Yeah, I mean, listen, like I interviewed some of the awesome awesome people that both of us know and a lot of people on LinkedIn know, Mark Metry, Quentin Allens. Like I interviewed these guys because they, uh, and, and a lot of uh, women as well, but I, I just approached them with the curiosity to learn. So really mm. my opening line there was Mark, Quentin, whoever I was reaching out to, Wendy, whoever I was re- reaching out to, I said, listen, you have made it to a certain level yeah 
not because of luck, but because of hard work and knowledge. Yeah. I want to, I want to get there and I want to help people who read my book get uh -huh. there as well. So for both of, both of those individuals who are awesome, awesome LinkedIn creators, um, both of them understood that they didn't get here because of, you know, uh, a, you know, a magical drink you can buy at Walmart. Like they got here because of people investing time and energy into them. Mm -hmm. And of all, at, at a certain level, I do this too now, you have to give back. You you feel compelled because, listen, like part of this podcast and part of being a guest and why I take it so seriously is because I've listened to hundreds if not thousands of hours of podcasts where if I walk away with one thing yeah. that that person told me, yeah. I've applied it and it's made my life better. So to me, it, it was just r ridiculous because you just asked them, like, listen, I want 30 minutes or an hour of your time. I'm going to interview you, ask you very targeted questions. And I want you to do this for free, but I want to give this to someone else. Mm -hmm. So at, at a certain point, they, again, and this was just a numbers game. I've sent, I went back in my email. I was like, I sent thousands of messages yeah. to get get these these uh these people but yeah they were just willing to give time back and i guess at a certain point you should also be pulling people with you as you go up there mm -hmm. so i love that so did you ask them to write their part because uh or did you write it for them so how did how did the process go for you yeah so my book is very it's very conversational based but what i did was i exactly what we're doing here uh, on the Zoom platform. I interviewed them, I recorded everything, and then I listened to it, and I, I, trans I transcribed everything of my book mm -hmm. so that I can tease out those principles. Because a mm -hmm. lot of them were leading questions to points that I wanted them to make. But mm -hmm. really, I invested in finding that principle. And then it was very simple. I, I used uh, Tools of Titans by Tim mm -hmm. Ferriss. Mm -hmm outline of my book so if he had a quote i had a quote if he had a paragraph or story or a narrative that's what i had so then i copied and pasted everything into this template and then i had a uh and then i refined it and then it went to um uh a copywriter who can actually like fix the the sentence structure and grammatical mistakes because i can't spell for for anything so yeah <laughs> Amazing. yeah no i yeah. I, I wrote yeah. So, okay, so perfect. So you interviewed, how many people were in the book? How many people did you interview? Oh my goodness. I had interviewed probably 30 people. I ended up one-on-one. -on -one. So there's, uh, in writing, there's first degree interviews and second degree interviews. Mm. In the book, I have about 12 to 14 first person interviews where I actually talk to the person. And then uh, a couple of secondary ones like Jay Shetty is in the book. Mm -hmm. um, awesome, awesome guy. Uh, Gary Vee's in the book, but both of those individuals, I couldn't get a hold of them. Mm -hmm. So I second degree interviewed them from interviews that they have been on and I stitched that together. Mm. Okay. Okay. Perfect. Makes sense. So now you got all the content, right? Yes. So you gathered it and now it's time to execute it, to write time to write it down. And I feel this is the hardest part. It's like, okay, now I have the knowledge, but then how can I turn this knowledge into something that is physical, like into a book? How did well, you yeah. transition from that? Yeah, actually, it's actually not that difficult because I I think the hardest part was finding the people, to be honest, and then mm. setting dates to interview them. Because really, at the end of the day, all I had to do personally was to 
I had I had the asset. I had the building block. I had the mm. diamond. I just had to make it my own, right? I just had mm. to carve it the way I wanted. But the, mm -hmm. all the knowledge was there. I just had to format it, right? Mm -hmm. So to me, it's very simple. Like you you type everything out, you throw it in a Word doc, and you start going sentence by sentence, right? And you say that's not useful. That's that is, and you start taking the useful from the not useful. Mm -hmm. And the useful, you just extrapolate on top of that. Mm -hmm. So other people have others, other, but again, I was, I needed the, I needed the book to be out because mm -hmm. I needed the book as a piece from, because you can't just show up to interview with a degree in nutrition, wanting a marketing job, yeah. right? Uh -huh. yeah. Yeah. So go with a book, they're like, oh, wait, you heard a book about marketing? You mm -hmm. must know something about marketing. So. Yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah it was it was pretty easy. again this is how i did it 12 hours mm -hmm. every single saturday and sunday for mm -hmm. eight weeks 12 hours every single day i would lock myself in my room mm -hmm. turn off all my internet on my phone um and, fr and frankly i turned the internet off of my computer because you, you can still write on word without mm -hmm. the internet yeah and i everything trans i have the videos already so I would just write for 12 yeah. hours straight. So like despite the fact that you said it's just easy, so you had the content and what you did is just like format it. Some people get stuck there. So some people have the knowledge, they write it down. Now it's time to just to combine it together into a book. But now there's this, I don't know what it is. It's this fear, it's this anxiety of just this idea of gathering it together. I don't know if it's the fear of success or whatever it is. Something yeah. is stopping them from getting it to the next level of let's say creating it in a format. So what is your advice for someone who's, who's let's say is in the same place as you are, had everything written down, but now they want to trans transform it into something that is a book format, which is chapters, which is section. Yeah, and, and you're right, I should make a correction. It's simple to do this. It's not always easy to do. Cause it yeah. wasn't easy waking up Saturday and Sunday at eight yeah. o'clock and going from eight to eight, right? Like yeah. it's, it's, it's simple, you do it, but it's not easy. So yeah. I find books and the reason I think a lot of people don't get to the next stage. They don't find a book that they don't, they don't, they try to recreate the wheel when the mm -hmm. wheels already created. So mm -hmm. go find books that are similar in structure to the ones that you want to write mm -hmm. and then make a template out of that. Mm -hmm. So for instance, if they have a quote in the first sentence, right? Just put add quote here. If they have the narrative, if they have the story, a personal story, add a section that says personal story, right? Because then you can take all that knowledge and just say, okay, here's a quote I like, boom. Here's a personal story, boom. Here's a, uh, uh, for me, it was a checklist. Okay, make a checklist, fill out all this stuff. So now you just took the endless possibilities of what a chapter can look like. And you said, no, it has to fit into this box I made. Because then you're like, oh, the rest of 90% of this is useless. You just have mm -hmm. to kind of pick and choose where things go. And then once that's done, yeah. you can edit. Don't worry about, like, that's a problem. People try to write and edit and write and edit. Yeah. Just write. Yeah. Just write. It, you have to set a goal. I'm only I'm going to write the worst thing I can. I'm going to write a thousand words or 6,000 words. Mm -hmm. and, at the, and I'm not going to edit until I hit that point. Mm-hmm. So, plus another tip is start from chapter one and then write all the way through the conclusion and then write the introduction. Like, how did you motivate yourself there, then? 
Yeah, so there's both intrinsic and extrinsic um, motivations. Mm -hmm. Intrinsic was, I need to do this to get a job. Like, I want to pay, get paid one day. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I, life, life gave me an opportunity throughout college to realize that I could have done something else, but yeah. I didn't listen to it. Yeah. So now, now I have to figure it out, right? So yeah. intrinsic motivation is I need to get paid one day yeah. and be happy with what I do. Because I could get paid as a doctor, but I wouldn't be happy as a doctor. Mm -hmm. So this thing brought me happiness and uh, frankly, it brought me, would bring me money. Yeah. The extrinsic one is I had both um, a support system because there was a, I went through a program that helps authors write books, right? Mm -hmm. I should have started with that. Um, but there's a group of us. So we were always motivating each other, but really it, that was like 10% of it. 90% had, to, it just, it was just making that conscious decision that I'm not in an imposed posture. I want to write something that has value to someone. And once I got over that hurdle, I was like, the only person setting myself up for failure is my me. Like the only person that is going to not make this happen is myself. So it was like, if I just remove, if I just say I'm going to do it, and when I give myself a strict deadline to do this in, it just fell into place. I, I know it sounds so cliche, but I just, yeah. I just knew I had to do it. Yeah. What do you mean by you knew you had to do it? How do you know that you have to do it? Yeah. So you're right. That's it's a, it's a good place to start, but it's. When I, when I looked at all my options to success, all the uh -huh. vehicles that could get me there, a master's degree in, in marketing could have done that. Yeah. Uh, I would have been two to three more years and had a price tag associated to it. Yeah. Right? Uh, I could get an MBA. I could do, the, I could do more education. Um, I could keep direct messaging people. Yeah. Get paid hourly. But I, I, I was like, I, I, in my mind, I was like, that's kind of staying the course I was at. I was like, I really want to land a salary position because from there, then I can kind of with that, with that safe zone, I can now leapfrog mm -hmm. to start my own business and everything. I just didn't have the skill set or knowledge or experience to start my own business right off the gate. Mm -hmm. So I was like, the, the book was a, is a, is a thesis, is a, is a, is a piece of work that mm -hmm. no one else in the world has ever created besides mm -hmm. me. No one's ever created a book called We're All Marketers, mm -hmm. formatted formatted for people who aren't in marketing. Like, mm -hmm. that's what I love about uh, medicine. It's starting to become very, like, people are writing medical books for non-medical people. Mm -hmm. like, I wanted to do the same thing, a marketing book for non-marketing people. Mm -hmm. Like, if you had a marketing degree, you're, you shouldn't be reading my book. Yeah. But if you understand that, personal branding and marketing and yeah. having a presence is important. That's why you should read it. So it was kind of like this feeling in me. It's like the world needs this. So, yeah. and I need it. Why did you believe that um, if you did this book, then it's going to get to the you want to be? So I think, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, is it just a perception that you created for yourself? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I looked at what else. I mean, so I just knew yeah. None of my other friends had yeah. ever written a book. Yeah. But in my mind, there was this feeling and theory I had that if my friends who are going to be competing for the jobs that, you know, that 
I want as well, if they have degrees, what else do they not have that would set yeah. me apart? Because if everyone has degrees yeah. in, in the going after these positions, and this person has a degree and a book, does that set them apart? Mm. So it was a calculator risk saying, number one, I might be able to actually make some money from the book if yeah. It, yeah, something were to happen. Number two, 99% of the population doesn't have this thing, right? Yeah. Um, and I knew that I knew that I was a great salesperson because I had sold I had sales jobs all over. So I knew that yeah. if I had this, I could go into meetings and have some type of device mm-hmm. that sets me apart from everyone else. Okay. So mm-hmm. I just, I, I, in my mind, if there was something else, right, I probably would have taken it because it was a lot of work to write a book. Um, but I just, you know, you think you get that feeling inside. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah I, I know what you mean, but I wanted to see what is it that you mean. Yeah, it just was a feeling. Like, listen, yeah. I just knew that the marketplace didn't have this. Like, if there, if there was a book like this written, I would have just read it and applied yeah. it. Yeah, so, exactly. I just, knew, I just knew there's something in yeah. there. Like the yeah. world was like, the world's like, you have this opportunity yeah. to not, not know marketing, yeah. and then have this desire to learn marketing. Yeah. Like, this is the ultimate document that yeah. will help people yeah. in the same position as you. Yeah. So. Yeah. Exactly. No, I love that because uh, I, I kind of understand. That's why I was asking you, like. Well, like, what do you mean by I knew? It's like yeah. I, I kind of feel that it's that feeling. It's, like... it's 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 a feeling. It's like it's like you you've learned this, and you you're like, if I knew this back then, if someone just gave me this book, yeah. and I've just read this, then it changed my whole life. Yeah. So it comes up from that perspective. Hundred hundred like that's that's it. Like if, if this book was, if I could buy this book, yeah, you know, it's getting started. Done. How much is it? Twenty, ten, whatever. Yeah. Um, there just wasn't something like that. Exactly. So great. So now we have the content. Now you motivated yourself enough. Now you you just you're done. You, everything's ready. Now you want to send it to where do you send it now? Someone to edit oh, it. Oh, you publish and all that. Oh, oh, yeah. So it's so like I said. I I made the calculated uh, decision that I could do this by myself. Yeah. Uh, there there are awesome people uh, that I really recommend who have self published and done very successfully at that. Mm-hmm. Jordan Paris. Yeah, a huge LinkedIn uh, influence, yeah. LinkedIn, uh, and a great, great personal friend of mine too. He he self published. He self published two books before. Mm-hmm. I went with a group. Uh, I did a group approach. I uh, there was a publishing house that only helped college students write books. Mm. It's called New York Press, um, and they helped me format everything right. So at the end of the day, it cost me you know four or five grand, which was all my savings um, to do. And all the money that I made from like side hustles and working for people for free and then, you know, getting part-time jobs and whatnot. Um, so at that point, I knew it was going to cost me money if I wanted to be successful at it. So yeah. I, part of, part of what I negotiated was, you know, the graphics for the book, um, the design of the layout, the uh, copywriter. So all I had to do, and this, was, this, is, this might be really good to share. I knew I had to do it because I already paid them the money. <laughs> so, uh. <laughs> so I paid, I paid the, the company the money already. Yeah. So I was like, they're going to keep the money yeah. regardless. They're going to yeah. give it back. They probably would. They're really nice. But yeah. I was like, I just have to do this now. Like my, all my money is on the line. Yeah. Everything. And um, 
once it got to that point, I gave it to them and then it was pretty much done. Like the editors took care of all the, all the nuances. Mm-hmm. Designer and me uh, went back and forth on the design for the book. I mm-hmm. knew I wanted the book to kind of be like this. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go into why, but yeah. uh, I just, at that point, it was more or less done. Then the real work started happening where I started getting myself on podcasts, uh, again, by sending hundreds of messages. Yeah. Uh, there's here, there's <laughs> a lot of messages. Um, I started pre-selling the book at that point. I mean, and how did the book do? Did it sell well? Did it? Yeah, it sold. You know, it's uh, the average book. Uh, I think is three hundred copies are sold. I hit five hundred um, by the end of the first year. So the first it was wow. published in June or July of nineteenth in twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, I made I made a little little money. Um, all all the money went into my marketing company though. Yeah. So I never I never saw the money. The marketing company did. Um, yeah. I guess I, I did because I'm CEO, but but still, yeah, yeah. I, it, and it continues to sell today. It's nice. Uh, Amazon every month sends me a nice um, digital check, so that's really nice. But yeah. I mean, I send out my book for free more mm-hmm. than I do paid. Yeah, uh, there yeah. you can you can pirate it online. I I see people. You know, you can get you can download it for free throughout the internet. Um, yeah. So, are you okay with that though are you okay with people downloading your content like your book for free i wasn't in the beginning yeah then i started started getting business because of it interesting i have i I have a client that works for us right now uh that pays us uh pays us uh not handsomely but pays us pretty well um and they read my book for free and we were candid candidly talking about that um you know, he was on a, uh, I think, I think last time I saw there was a thread on Reddit where people were kind of sharing the link. So I've made more from that one client than I would in selling books. So what would you say your uh, top three strengths are? I would definitely say, I don't know how, how you define this one as a strength, but just caring about people more than anyone else. Yeah. Prioritizing tangible results. As in, so you know, whether I'm helping someone with marketing or yeah. mentoring someone out of college, like I, w- I want to set, I guess that's strategizing. So yeah, so it better be strategizing. Yeah. And uh, the third one is, I think it's just plain optimism. Oh, op- yeah. It's hard work too, but like, it's really like, I'm just optimistic that things are going to work itself out. Yeah, love that. So what would you say is your favorite book that you read? Oh, well, the first one that got me started down this was Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Um, Almost everyone had this very first book as their first. <laughs> yeah, it's a book. Yeah. Uh, Built to Sell, if you're thinking about marketing and business. Um, yeah. Uh, Hug Your Haters is another one. It's fantastic saying that haters aren't actually bad. They might just be your most advocated yeah. advocates for change. Uh, and you said you're really interested in personal growth and like development. So, so to what extent does um, you striving for a better life change from being healthy to unhealthy? <laughs> Great question. Um, you know, it's funny because um, I I do skew to more probably on the unhealthy side. Like yeah. I definitely sacrifice a lot and. Yeah. I don't I, I've had to actually sit down and consciously reward myself yeah. and give myself the praise yeah because I, my default is oh we 
reach the goal, what's the next goal rather than yeah. celebrate the goal. Um, yeah. So I, I just you on the unhealthy side, I'll be very upfront with you on that. Yeah. But I think it boils down to having external supporters mm-hmm. and bringing that up. Like that's why I have amazing family and friends and a spouse and business coaches and all these people around me to make sure that when I do skew, that there's a correction. Yeah. Because if not, I'm only going to stay on one side. Yeah. Do you believe that life has a purpose? I think, yes. I think everyone has a purpose. I uh, life has a purpose. And what is your purpose? I really think that, well, my own personal mantra and the way I make decisions is I want to leave everyone I meet better than I found them. So whether that's giving out free advice, creating content, or just being, you know, myself and trying to help in any way or smiling, like smiling goes a long way. So I think my purpose is to do just that, is to leave every single person I meet, Mm -hmm. both online and offline, better than I found them. So what is your definition of success? My definition, of, my definition of success is doing what you love. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Right? yeah. And being happy. Because if you do what you love yeah. and you're happy, like most likely you're going to be making, and you're not going to be happy all the time. Like I yeah. don't like being up until nine, 10 o'clock at night working, yeah. but happy, like net, net, I'm happy at it. Um, and earlier I mentioned success was having a ton of money. And that to me just isn't success anymore. It's having pretty good money, mm-hmm. great money, awesome money, but being happy at what I do. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I can't tell you how excited I am for tomorrow because we're onboarding a new client. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to have that first meeting with them. Yeah. Yeah. And show them our process. Yeah. And we have a client where at the end we're going to, you know, we're going to actually bump up their package. I'm so excited because we're going to get them more better results. So, yeah. Yeah. I love it. I'm passionate and it makes me happy. I'd like thank you again so much for for joining me in this episode and i hope this resonates with you and adds value to you and if so connect with nico and where should they connect with you linkedin instagram facebook that's all nico debrain um okay. yeah if you have any questions that you think i can help you with uh nico at getboundlessmedia.com yeah just come say hi but both of us please like both of us are great humans so come, come <laughs> yeah us. Amazing. So again, thank you everyone for listening and I hope you have an amazing, awesome rest of your day, evening, night, whatever it is for you.